All right. And we are recording. Cool. All right. What is up, everyone? Ian Sagstetter here with the Less Friction More Business podcast. And I've got the CEO of Graphite Systems, Conrad Smith, on the line. Conrad, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Uh, I love I love the intro here. Like I, I feel like I'm introing it as as if we haven't like the last time as if we haven't talked today. But uh yeah, it's good to have you on the line again to kind of discuss um a little bit more things about this B2B business world. Um and again to provide a little bit more context, I haven't even told you what we're gonna talk about. So we're completely freestyling it here um over like the next fifteen to twenty minutes. And I hope that's all right with you. Oh, that's great. All right, cool. So I was thinking a little bit, you know, within within like Graphite and the solution that we offer to companies, a lot of it has to do with integrating third party um, risk management and procurement teams. And we talked a little bit about that last time, but I want to shift directions because I come from a sales and marketing background and obviously you coming from a procurement background. When I was, you know, when we first met kind of coming into this, it was funny. It was like salespeople don't always have the best I guess, perception of procurement teams because they're always slowing down deals and slowing down processes. Um, so just from like a, from, I guess from this perspective, what is your relationship as a procurement leader? Let's, let's just take your time from Adobe, for example, what is, what was your relationship with your marketing, your marketing teams or your finance teams when they wanted to buy a solution and the account executive on the other side of the line from the other company was trying to push this forward. How often, um, you know, what was your role in this entire process? Was it to slow down deals? Was it to get a better price? Like why do these, why does procurement always seem to kind of extend the time that a deal needs to close? Well, there's a, geez, there's a, that's a huge question. So, um, I'll talk about the reality and then let's talk about the strategy. So the reality is uh, more often than not, procurement is brought into a deal late in the game. And I, frankly, I think this is, the sales team sort of do that as a strategy because of that lack of understanding and maybe even, um, I don't know, fear that once procurement gets involved, then maybe the deal won't go through, which is, which is kind of dumb if you're a sales guy and you have to go through procurement in the end. Because you're kind of going, oh, yeah, things are moving great. Everything's awesome. And then ignoring the fact that you've got this brick wall in front of you called procurement. And those, the things that procurement needs to do, the hurdles that they need to go through or the steps in the process, they don't get easier um, just because you've ignored them and kind of pushed them further down the tracks. It, they just kind of compress. And so it creates a lot of stuff that procurement has to get done before the deal goes out the door. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so if you're a sales guy and you've been, you've been, you know, assuming that things will be better if I can just, you know, ignore procurement or keep them out of the deal, then all those things stack up in the end. And it looks like, you know, these, all these obstacles. And then on the procurement side, when I'm working, I'm working really hard to build relationships with my internal stakeholders. So they'll involve me in these deals early. Um, and so it's a little irritating, frankly, when you find out about a deal really late in the game and, you know, deliberately or not deliberately, there's, you know, there's a sentiment at least that people have been excluding me and my team from these conversations that have been going on for quite a while. It's kind of frustrating. So okay. there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that can kind of come into the table. The strategic thing is 
if you if kind of if you think about the timing for a deal um, on the procurement side the best case scenario is that I have a lot of time to get a deal done because time pressure is one of the killers to value from on the buy side if I if I'm surprised by a deal but let's 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 look at it let's look at a deal like this I have a deal with the data center provider and on Friday that deal is going to auto renew or they're going to shut off my data center I mean, what am I going to do and what kind of leverage or what kind of value can I bring to that conversation other than just sign the deal and move on? So in, in some ways, I think that the sales, the account executive feels like they sort of win that battle by, by having all the leverage and having the surprise and whatever it might be. But if I'm limited on the procurement side because I don't have time to do a deal and I'm sort of forced to sign list price or a price increase or whatever it might be, there's tremendous amount of frustration that comes from that. You, you better believe that I'm not going to forget that you screwed me this year, the next, when the next year comes around, right? If, if I forgot that this auto renewal was happening on Friday, of all of my deals, I'm gonna put, you know, a year from now in the calendar, minus 30 days, so that, you know, I can have my piece of, my pound of flesh next year, so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's kind of a, it's a complicated relationship that I, you know, I think, you know, this idea of win-win and who's really winning and it's win-lose a lot or lose-win and, you know, you have all these complicated things happening. In the end, you have procurement teams that are working really hard to, to add value, to do what's right by their companies. And, and that's a hard thing to do because of all of these competing, you know, motivations and, and processes. Okay. No, that totally makes sense. And then from, from that, from that perspective, let's say like a marketing team and they want to buy X solution. At what time would you recommend said teams given your experience? When, when would you want to be included in the deal? Like let's say demo stage happens, marketing likes it. They want to purchase, they get, a, they get, you know, pricing at what stage and throughout the entire like deal process is procurement ideally involved on the buyer side? Well, best case scenario, I have a, a strong relationship. You know, I'm a procurement leader, a category leader, and I have a strong relationship with marketing leadership. And they give me heads up that stuff's happening, right? We, mm -hmm. There's a number of things that are being evaluated and considered. And depending on my bandwidth and capacity to participate, I want to participate as early as possible. I want heads up and awareness as early as possible anyway. Just like on the sales side, you want visibility into your pipeline you know, what's happening from the earliest stages and you can kind of track those things through. On the procurement side, there's a similar pipeline. It's like the reverse of that pipeline. And the sooner you can see the things that are happening, then the more, the more lead time you have to put the right resources to work a deal through fruition, right? And, and these days, these, these days it's, it's more complicated than you would think. I mean, and I think the sales guys understand this, but on the buy side, we have, you know, we have rules about data privacy and data security reviews, all the things that we're doing in Graphite to make sure that proper due diligence is there and the risk is managed um, for the company. You can't just, you can't just go, oh, well, we're in a real hurry now. We're going to skip all those steps. So mm -hmm. the, the procurement team is kind of between a rock and a hard place. And the more, the more that I can plan that pipeline and plan those activities and give early heads up to the IT team and the privacy team and the sustainability team, the more likely that I'm going to be able to keep that project online for the marketing team. So early, early visibility. Let me see where it's coming into my pipeline. Let me make sure I have resources available to support your success. But I mean, some people think about procurement 
in the context of cost savings. Like all they care about is getting a discount or what, you know, whatever the concern of the day is about procurement. And, and that's and that probably true for some procurement organizations, but a really good procurement partner is concerned about your success. I want to make you successful in your business, period. I don't care if I, it's going to cost more. I mean, of course I care because I want to help you get what's, you know, the best deal I possibly can. But your success in your business is what makes our company successful. And me understanding what success looks like for you and then me supporting you through that process, that's how it's supposed to work. That may generate cost savings, that may not generate cost savings, I don't really care. I am 100% concerned in your success so that your marketing project or program can be successful and that leads to success in the business. If the business isn't successful, then I'm worthless. You might as well just set me aside. I need to help you be successful in your goals. Okay. And so that's why they need to include you early. So you can, if you feel like that's, that this deal is going to progress through various stages, then you're included and you're able to, you know, do the risk reviews, the security views, et cetera, et cetera. So are you kind of like the quarterback of all this is the procurement guy in, in like a deal stage? Let's say like someone brings something to you. You're the one that's kind of bringing everybody in and saying, okay, we need to do this infosec review. We need to do this privacy review. Is that kind of the role that you're playing or is it more of a, yeah, I mean, from like from from my side, like from a sales side, like I've always kind of wondered. I, it's always just like it gets, it's going through sourcing and procurement now, and you're just like, oh, this is gonna take five weeks. You never really knew. Like I I never really knew what was going on. Yeah, it's it's a quarter pack thing for sure. I mean, I, I I and and realize that yours. While I care a lot about you and your deal, you know, depending what context you're talking about yourself right now, mm -hmm. um, I've got I've got a hundred other deals I've got to worry about this month. So resourcing them and moving them along and helping in all of those cases do everything that we can to enable the success of the business is what really matters to me. So um, like I said, late, late in the game, I still have to check all those boxes and make sure all the right things are done. Um, so it's not like if you're a salesperson or even if you're an internal, an internal business user that's been trying to avoid procurement because it just feels painful. It's not like you really bought yourself a free ticket you know, yeah, and, it's gonna, and it, if you it's avoid it, it's going to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, if by some miracle, you're able to just kind of sneak around the corner and, and skip some steps this year, it's going to create, it's, that will go through an exception process that will absolutely require extreme due diligence next cycle around that you'll have to pay your tax next time around like two X because you skipped it all this time. And, yeah. you know, the possibility of even getting through that exception is limited, but You'll pay the taxes next time, and and you and you'll and you'll really create a lot of frustration, and you you know you you're not making any friends uh, by doing that from a procurement perspective. Help for, if you can help procurement get through the stuff that they need to get through, um, you know, quick and easy. You know, even though even though that you know that may feel strategically wrong, like to to provide early information or transparency and honesty and all those things that you know you might think about that will pay back like the procurement team will appreciate and respect that they'll trust you they'll move your deal you know more quickly through the process if, if i don't trust you then i have to do extra due diligence you know if i trust you over time then then i have the you know i have some i have some limited liberties to you know bypass some steps or to you know, determine how much to invest here or there. 
Okay. So, I mean, obviously it's always advantageous to, if you're a stakeholder within a business to include the procurement team in the, in the, in the negotiation and deal process as early as possible. I mean, that's just yeah. kind of where, where we're really getting at here. It's like, if you want your software to be implemented in X amount of time, you should probably get the procurement team involved as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Okay. And then from an external, how often in, in, in your experience, how often did you work with like external people outside of the company, like account executives or VP of sales, et cetera, et cetera? Oh, I mean, you're in a procurement role where you're doing these negotiations that that's, you work with internal people and external people. Every project has both and, and you have, you know, you don't, you, you can't rely on your business owner to, to have, having had all of those conversations and gone through all those processes. And yeah. at that point, when you're going, you know, you're doing those things, having that, you know, person in marketing being the channel for all communications back to that supplier. I mean, think about the redlining process on a contract. That's just hellacious. The best way to do that is actually to get my legal support and your legal support together in a conversation instead of, you know, me and you being the, the conduit for that, you know, passing that information back and forth. Yeah, so, it'll get lost. Info gets lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the so the procurement team is, you know, per, professional is absolutely the best, the best place to be the conduit for that communication when the deal progresses to a point where, you know, it, you you mentioned the word quarterback. When somebody needs to quarterback that, the procurement person is the best person to pick that up and be the point for communication. So we're constantly, you know, constantly working with that external account executive or you know, the, the various, you know, players that are working the deal from the supplier side. And yeah, so going off that, what, I guess, advice to salespeople out there, when you were in these negotiations or in these projects, what were some massive red flags that you would pick up from the other side? Like what just rubbed you the wrong way if an account, what, what, would, what can an account executive do to make this process indefinitely harder on themselves? Or infinite, well, I mean, me, I, I made reference, I, I, I made reference to some of these words earlier on in our conversation. I mean, honesty and integrity and transparency, um, you know, it's, it's the golden rule. If you, if you treat me poorly, you give me bad information or you lie to me or, you know, whatever it might be, it just complicates things. I mean, my goal in this process is, is to be able to quickly understand, kind of triage, plan, and execute what needs to happen. And there's nothing worse than me having to pull that information or to get false information in that process. Uh, when somebody, you know, somebody on the sales team is really being honest and transparent and helpful, that's, that's kind of the best case scenario. And there's a continuum there. And, you know, Everyone talks about like the used car salesman, right? Because that's the, the perfect example of that individual you can't trust that's just trying to screw you through the deal. Um, if, a, if that's how a salesperson, account executive is approaching a deal with a procurement professional, you know, you, you're making a big mistake. That's, that's not helping you. And it is possible you're going to win the battle, but you will lose the war longer term. You're going to, once, you know, once it's clear that you're not trustworthy and you're not helping you know, my success, then it's going to work against you. I mean, you got to, you got to step back and you got to think like I, what I said earlier was that my job as a procurement professional is to help the business be successful, period, as successful as possible. And when an account executive approaches the business in the same way, like my job right now as an, as a salesperson 
is to get a commission and take care of my family, then you've missed the whole point. Your job as an account executive and a salesperson is to help that company be successful. The commission and everything else that kind of the, that derives off of the of success of the company, you know, that's a byproduct of everything else working well. And if you can be focused on really the goal, like the goal is to add value to that company. And if you approach the deals like that, you know, like I'm going to put my commission aside and I'm going to put these other things aside. Of course, I have a fiduciary responsibility to do certain things for my company, but my, I'm laser focused on understanding you and what I can do to help you be successful. When that's the focus, then the relationship shifts, you know, to a relationship of trust and respect and value. And then when you come back to me because you have some cool new add-on functionality that I could buy, I, I can actually trust you. So instead of doubting everything that you're saying to me, which is pretty typical, I mean, that's, I would say out of the box, this, the sales and the procurement team doubt and don't trust each other. Um, and so you've got to, you've got to invest enough to get into a relationship of trust so that when you come back with something that really does help my business, we can really quickly understand that and move that into production instead of, you know, the lack of trust just slows everything down and, and you, you come to me and say, Hey, look, we've got this cool new thing. And what I'm thinking in my back of my mind is, Oh, you know, you have a quota or you have a commission and you just have to push this thing. So when you're, you're saying it's good for my business, I can't trust you that it's good for my business. I, I'm believing now that it's good for you, but I have to now get to a point of understanding that it's good for me. And if, and if I can start trusting that you care more about what's good for me than what's good for you, now all of a sudden our relationship changes and, and you know, you, you can, you, you can not introduce things to my business because you know full well, it's not going to be good for my business. Or you can introduce things to my business because you know it's going to be great for my business, right? You have the choices of how you bring things to the table because you understand and, and you're committed to my success. This, this is, I mean, this is like the golden rule 101, like yeah. with friends or whatever it is. I mean, it's just, and it works. It works in business. And, you know, some people kind of doubt, well, I share this feedback with salespeople and some people kind of doubt that it's workable, but I've had account executives and salespeople that have worked with me at that level of trust and it's amazing right it's really amazing what you can achieve when you make the transition from trust you know no trust in sort of arm's length and you know i'm going to doubt everything you say to you call and i actually pick up the phone and i'm interested in what you're what you have to tell me because you, you know you're going to help me optimize the deal that i have with you. yeah sorry a lot of talking no yeah no because i i was gonna ask two questions but as i was listening i actually it's horrible to admit but i lost one of them but i guess the one thing is so you've had account executives essentially be dishonest and and lie about certain aspects of a deal in the past oh of course yeah yeah i mean i would say it, it's there's this continuum of just complete shyster to somebody that's really trustworthy. And, and I would say more often than not, it's not the complete shyster that you're dealing with. It's kind of somebody in the middle who's playing their cards really close to their vest and, you know, trying to take advantage of, you know, you know, is, is I hate the concept of win-win because it just, I, I think it's almost, in almost every case, people that are trying to get a win-win are really actually to create, trying to create a win-lose, but they won't admit that openly. Yeah. Um, if, if it's really win-win, then it's a relationship of trust, right? It, it, the, like I just described before. But more often than not, I just think it's like, 
well, I'm going to study win win so that I can actually take advantage of you and then you're going to lose. Like I'm going to win and you're going to lose. Okay. Wow. Okay. That was, that was super insightful. I mean, from my perspective, I've had really good sales mentors. So the whole honesty and trust and you've already, that's, that's the entire process. You're just trying to build trust and relationship and build trust with your internal champion of the company. And that's, that's the whole game, right? If they trust you and you get into like a, a relationship where you can communicate on a weekly basis and not feel like you're pushing anything and it's kind of more organic and natural. It's the easiest way to win a deal because you have someone within the organization trying to push it through. Um, that's at least what my mentors have always taught me. So to kind of hear from your side that there is this, this consistency of dishonesty and, and lack of transparency in a sales process. Um, I, I, I'm fortunate, you know, early on in my career, I've never really seen that. So that's super insightful. And I guess, from all of that, so I guess to kind of wrap up here, and then I don't, again, don't want to take too much of your time. Well, just I guess, sorry, just just no, think about where this question started. That if you come to me late in the game and you avoid engaging me early, then right off the bat, you're eroding away from that trust. So, mm-hmm. you know, the most important thing you can do in order to to contribute to and create that trust is figure out who the procurement person is and reach out to them early in the process and say, hey, look you know, this is what's going on. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure you were aware of it. You know, I want to, I, I know there's a lot of work we're going to have to do together to get the deal done, you know, and, and maybe this is early, maybe it's too early for us to start stuff, but I wanted you to know who I was and, you know, let's keep the channel, the communication open. So as soon as we can sort of pre-work, start working on pre-work stuff, we can, we can do that in a way that it's not, you know, that's not a rush or a problem for either one of us. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome insight. And that's awesome insight for anybody on a, from a procurement perspective, internal stakeholder, or even, even a sales perspective. So yeah. Awesome. Conrad, thank you for your time and really fun topic today and, and hope all the listeners listening can enjoy this. So yeah. All right. Thanks Conrad. Thanks for listening to this edition of the less friction, more business podcast hosted by graphite connect. As always, had an interesting conversation with the CEO of Graphite. We touched on a number of different topics, including how account executives from the sales side should interact with procurement teams of enterprise organizations. So went a little bit different direction today, but nonetheless really enjoyed it. If you want to be on the podcast, shoot me an email at ian, I-A-N, at graphiteconnect.com. Again, ian, at graphiteconnect.com, and we can make it happen. Thanks again.